Welcome, everybody, to the Cleared Off the Line podcast for soccer fans and soccer players alike. I'm Forrest Tucker. And I'm Terry Craig. Let's get right to it. What's up, everybody? Breaking news Breaking is news. <laughs> we are giddy because breaking news happens right before we press play on this episode. We just posted this on the banner on the Instagram and... Terry, man, Manchester City banned from UEFA competitions for two whole years and fined 30 million euros. Where do we start with this? This was very unexpected it for us really today, was. personally. Yes, um, I remember before the summer people were talking about this, but it never really came into fruition. So um, I just kind of forgot about it, but the fallout of this is about to be epic. Uh, for me personally, the first person I thought about was Pep Guardiola and his future. Um they really can't catch up to Liverpool this year. They've been second class to them, and I really think that this can open the door for Pep to leave the club. Uh, players are also linked to leaving the club. I know Leroy Sané wants out, uh, and it's probably going to affect their future deals in the transfer market. But uh, back to Pep Guardiola, I'm not sure what he's going to do. Lost Mikel Arteta's uh, right-hand man, so we'll see. We will, we will see. Yeah, this is interesting. It's just the downtrend of City this season uh, has been not not you know really huge. Because when we say downtrend, we mean second Liverpool and literally in second or third place instead of first. So th- I mean that is abnormal for them. But this, uh, like you had mentioned before the season, we definitely have heard murmurs of City having uh, things you know things that levied against them that they might have done stuff wrong that's kind of just been another rumor mill but having it actually happen is pretty nuts we didn't expect that at all um even today but yeah pep you know pep's feeling a little uncomfy i don't think he's someone who the board or anyone at city might say we want out now but you know for pep i mean pep loves european competition so it's 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 difficult to see uh, you know what the future might be here. It probably complicates things a bit. I don't want to make any predictions, but I yeah. definitely I'm not. I don't want to talk about the manager, but I think the the players from a player aspect. If a player, if a top European player can't play Champions League football, and you're um, you're either wanting to come to City to do that. Or you're a player that's been at City, but you're not tied to the to the club for like for a long time. Like you're not an Aguero, mm-hmm. or someone like that who's been at the club for years, or Raheem Sterling, who you know really is a fixture of the club. Then you might say, yeah, to your agent, I, I want to go because that to me it seems like mm-hmm. if we're you yeah. know if, if we're gonna be fighting toe to Liverpool, we might not win every time. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that that seems like some players might leave. Yeah, and you yeah. know, players that are in the squad, they were promised Champions League football. I mean, Manchester City's normally finished from what first or second in the Premier League all the time, so that's instant Champions League football. And these players aren't getting that, so of course they'd be upset. And probably that opens the door for a lot of them to leave. But um, opens the door for some other teams low down merely by one or two spots to get into the Champions League. Now, yeah, exactly. If City can't go into the Champions League, then you just like. The, mm-hmm. the third team goes to second, basically, in, in how yeah. the slots are. Yeah. It's basically that second Champions League slot doesn't mean anything in if, you know if mm-hmm. it's City at this point. Exactly, and um, what was I about to say? Uh, it it really does open the door for those um, lower Premier League teams to sign players that Manchester City could exactly. have potentially signed because City they're they're often spending what hundreds of million dollars on players. Those players, well, Man City doesn't have Champions League football. So let's Liverpool does. Might, yeah. Tottenham might. Man, you might. So uh, overall, this this is big news for Man City, and 
I don't know what they're going to do. Breaking news. <laughs> Gotta love breaking news, though. Yeah, geez. We will definitely... Th- this is a story that I think is the first story of our careers where we can look at it and see something that happens across a time frame in the future uh, with how it might uh, how it might impact a lot of different things, like we're saying. But moving on, guys, to the Champions League. Yeah, Champions League. Gotta love the Champions League. It's back. It's what? It's been a couple months since uh, we've seen it, some been, Champions yeah. League football. So, yeah, we're going to give you all a rundown on this upcoming four Champions League games. But we're going to begin with uh, Atletico and Liverpool. Uh, we'll begin with Atletico. Really, the squad is kind of iffy. Uh, generally unpredictable. Uh, drawn, a, drawn a few, won a few, lost a few. I really don't know what to say about them. Um but one player in particular that I want to point out about at uh, Atletico is uh, Jao Felice. Uh, he's a player, had a big price tag. Reminds me of what Virgil van Dijk when uh, Liverpool signed him, his price tag, and people were always uh, criticizing him. But with Jao Felice, he just hasn't performed well for a player that what costs over 100 million uh, euros. He's a player that Atletico really do need to step up, even regardless of Simeone's uh, defensive tactics. He's a young guy that I really want to see perform well. And Thomas Lamar, he's a player whose name is always on the transfer market. So mentally, I want to see how he can perform against a really invincible uh, Liverpool squad. So uh, any thoughts on Liverpool or Liverpool or Atletico that you might want to say? Terrible. You on your screen have wrote down Liverpool, Liverpool, and that is exactly what I'm thinking. We say, we've, if you say it once, you say it. You're gonna say it again. They're on a really on they're on flames right now. So I would levy them to win this game because if you look at the results for Atletico um, over the past couple months, it is not that hot. They beat Granada one nil most recently on the eighth of February. But before that, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five games without a win. Their last win before that win with Granada was a three to two triumph at you know, playing Barcelona in the Supercopa. So that being the Supercopa in the La Liga, they haven't done that well as of late. So we don't. We're not, we are looking at the form of the teams in their domestic leagues because really, there's we haven't seen Champions League in a while. Yeah, it's been we, a while. We we could say, oh, they they placed this you know second worst in their group. Well, that's what every team in the knockout stage has done. So there's no point yeah. in looking at that. But Atleti, it just depends on what team shows up. Uh, if you can beat Barcelona three mm-hmm. two, I don't care what Barcelona team or Atleti team's playing. If you can beat them, that's a big feat. Uh, but. We're, I think the two of us are really feeling Liverpool in this one. Mm-hmm. But on to the next matchup. Really looking good over there, Terry. What's the next one we got? Uh, Dortmund and PSG. And for me, for this first round of Champions League games, this is really the one that stands out. Uh, PSG, they have not lost a match since November 1st, 2019. And I know that there's a lot of transfer speculation. A lot of it's crazy, even though we've seen a lot of crazy things happen since we started recording. But uh, Neymar and Mbappe, I think that these guys are all in. And I think that they really want to go after uh, this Champions League trophy because I feel like Neymar, he wants to cement cement himself as being one of the best players in the world. I know... Him and Mbappe want that. Um, but as for Dortmund, uh, new signing Erlen Holland, uh, not making his Champions League debut. He did 
play with Salzburg. Has some experience, but uh, in the Bundesliga, he has seven goals in his last three. This kid is absolutely on fire, and I think he really wants to perform in the Champions League with a big club. Yeah. Dortmund's a place where young kids thrive. Sancho, Pulisic, now hopefully Giorena, and then uh, Holland. So we'll see. Uh, you mentioned Neymar, Terry, trying to stake his claim and mm. be uh, you know cement himself. I think if he's going to do that, it has to be in the Champions League because in Liga, is not is it, you know it's slim pickings of you know the viewership globally and also I think uh, with the competition it's not as good as what will face oh, in Champions that's League. That's a nice obviously. that's a nice way of saying a farmers league. <laughs> Anyways, to, to me, you know, Neymar, if you want to if you wanna do what Terry's thinking you can do, then really step it up. Um, he hasn't been on everyone's radar um, as much as these younger kids have been. He's kind of fallen away a bit. So we'll see there. This one is a tight one for me. You mentioned PSG not uh, losing since November. I mm. think I'll take them in this game, but it'll PSG. be a very exciting match. Uh, yeah, for me, this is a really tough one. Um, yeah, I think I will go PSG, but as you touched on, the young guys are going to be really important. Holland, Sancho, also how Sancho's confidence will be with his name being thrown out in the transfer market everywhere, mm-hmm. but it really will be uh, an interesting one. Going on to Atalanta oh, and Valencia. Hold on, Terry, hold on. We just got a text. Just got a text in from my dad, which says, Saw news UEFA has banned Man City from Champ- Champs League. For two years, so even my dad is getting in on the breaking news. <laughs> news is today. spreading like wildfire. Um, but anyway, yes. we'll get Champions on to League. yeah Champions League. We'll get on to uh, Atalanta and Valencia. I can pretty much guarantee you that most of you probably haven't heard of Atalanta or know much about them. But I will say they have two Colombian stars, Luis Muriel and Duvon Zapata, stepping up for the club and. They really are going to need those two to uh, perform and score goals if Atalanta wants to beat Valencia. Yes, yes. They also, uh, Terry, have Darun, who played for Middlesbrough in the Premier League uh, until 2017. I think he had a year or two there. So a couple familiar names with some connections to places, national teams, uh, English Premier League team, like Middlesbrough that some people might know. But really... Uh, we have it described here as a sleeper match, and I think that's what it is because uh, you you might think this is gonna be uh, something that you're just gonna say, I'll, I'll I'll get the I'll get the highlights later if I want to, but uh, for me, I think Atalanta being being high as high up in the table as they are in Serie A have a very good chance of progressing as a kind of a Cinderella through here, uh, but I definitely think they could knock off Valencia. Interesting fact about a, t- a, a member of the Valencia team, Alessandro Florenzi, has uh, come down with chickenpox. So he might not be ready to play Atalanta next week. But if he is, then I'm sure uh, I'm sure he'll uh, help shore up their defenses. But moving on, last one: Spurs Leipzig. Um, I don't think it's the best matchup, but I think it's the most interesting matchup. Um, Spurs. They have a couple new players in the squad. Steven Bergwijn, for example. Uh, a front line of Son, Lucas, and Bergwijn could really be dangerous. Uh, so they can interchange and whatnot. But Leipzig uh, recently knocked out of the German Cup, so I'm kind of worried. Up, yeah. yeah, so I'm kind of worried about them. 
They have been. We mentioned that they recently drew Bayern, which is it's a positive. Um, but I think it, it's going to be a really, uh, a really heated battle in the Bundesliga. It's going to be down to the wire with them and Dortmund, and or them and uh, Bayern. Excuse me. Maybe Dortmund as well. We never know these days in Germany. Um, but the real question we've been asking Terry is how are they going to balance the Champions League and the Bundesliga here? Uh, I said I might have to take Spurs in this one mm-hmm. just because I am more sure of Spurs right now than I am of Leipzig. Yeah. Um, be on the lookout. Hope maybe Tyler Adams, a young U.S. player, can get some minutes for Leipzig in the yeah. Champions League. That that is possible. He has he came off of injury a couple of weeks ago, so maybe he could get some time. And as you said, for that balancing act. Uh, in the Bundesliga with Leipzig and Bayern. Bayern's been in that before. Leipzig, they're kind of new to it. So I just want to see how they're going to handle that pressure of yeah. being able to win two competitions. So it, I, I think it might. It, I don't know. I Champions League for them might be a stretch. Leipzig uh, for Spurs as well is might be a stretch without Harry Kane. But for me, uh, this this all this is kind of the uh, the second best game of the uh, of the first week of Champions League being back is Spurs-Leipzig. So we'll see how it all pans out. Yeah, it's very interesting very, games. Very, very interesting, yes. Now for the third topic of our episode, Barcelona had a few uh, few slip-ups the past couple weeks with Eric Abidal and Lionel Messi. I think Jordi Alba fits in there somewhere as well. Uh, yes. But in short... If you did not know, Ernesto Valverde was fired as the manager of Barcelona this season, and they have a new manager in right now. But Eric Abidal is said in the aftermath of that in the past couple weeks that a lot of players were not happy and did not work much, and there's also a problem with internal communication. He's talking about when Valverde was the manager. Um, But he did say the relationship between the coach and the dressing room was always good, but there are things as an ex-player that Abidal could sense. Which to me is a little bit contradictory right here, and also a little vague, Terry. I don't really understand it. Uh, he also said, I told the club what I thought based on what he could have sensed, uh, and we had to make a decision. So it seems like maybe Abidal had persuaded the people at Barcelona that Valverde should go. Uh, but it's difficult because it's all in the family at Barcelona. Abidal's a former player. He's mm-hmm. a, arguably a Barcelona legend. I don't know if he should have said this because, uh, it, it, like I said, it's vague, contradictory. It doesn't really make much sense to um, say the problem with internal communication. Internal communication where? Um, and then, you know, what did you sense? It, it, you know, it seems like there's a lot of sensitive information at Barcelona that we're not supposed to know. And then Leo Messi, I think, spoke for all the players and said, I think that everyone has to be responsible for their job and take responsibility for their decisions. Um, lastly, I think that when you talk about players, you should give names because otherwise you are tainting everyone's name and feeding rumors that spread and are not true. So obviously Messi has some very mm-hmm. uh, strong words about that. I think he was right to say what he said, but I'm never, uh, I'm never too, uh, too much of a fan of players saying that stuff publicly. It's for a team, for a place's uh, um, um, familiar um, – family-oriented as Barca and close as Barca, you'd expect there to be a little more professionalism. But what did you see from this? Uh, From what you said, the thing that really stood out to me was when you're talking about family and Barcelona being kind of a family. And quite frankly, 
Eric Albedal broke the trust of the guys in the locker room. I, it really hurt Messi. Uh, Messi and pretty much everyone in the squad were fans of Valverde. I think many outsiders truly did want Valverde out, but uh, those guys internally wanted um, Valverde to stay. Mm-hmm. And personally, in my point of view, I don't want anyone speaking for me. And I think that's what happened between Messi and uh Eric Abidal and Eric Abidal should know better. He's an ex-player. He knows what mm-hmm. goes on in the lo- particular ex-player Barcelona. He knows exactly what goes on in that locker room, and he knows that he can't speak for the one of the greatest players that's ever played soccer and his teammates. So it it really just it's the trust factor. Eric Abidal broke the trust of the Barcelona squad, and that's something that you can't do. And it really has set off mm-hmm. some bad things that have been going on in Barcelona. They recently got knocked out of the Copa del Rey by um, Athletic Bilbao, and that's something that they definitely did not want. And with Champions with uh, Champions League getting started back up soon, we got to see how that's going to affect them. They need to straighten themselves out. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's exactly. tough with their injuries right now. It's Dembele and Suarez probably be out until May and then that means probably pretty much the end of your season right yeah, there when you're out exactly. until May and so that means alright what are they fit for mm-hmm. um, Usman Dembele and Suarez will be fit for internationals in, in the summer and stuff like that so basically it, I, I don't I, it's going to be tough for Barca they're going to have to see how um, Ansu Fati can do uh, that the kid's young I don't know if he can't deliver on mm-hmm. the uh, scale of Messi and Griezmann who are basically carrying this team offensively at the moment yeah uh, but for me I think that it, it, it reveals a, a theory of mine that Barca's hierarchy is not doing what they should be doing in Messi's eyes and in probably some other people's eyes because if they've made the decision to fire Valverde they might not. It seems like they're not accountable in helping the club move forward after that. They might have just had a one-track mind, and I, I you know, yeah. we don't we don't run professional football clubs, but it seems like it, you know that might be the case where there are some things that they might have not accounted for going forward. Yeah. So we'll see how that pans yeah. out. I don't and know if there'll be any more fallout, yeah. but you never know. And speaking of Messi, I mean, and you just said fallout. You never know. It could open the door for a Messi exit, but that's a conversation yeah, for we, another day. We'll, we'll figure that out another time. But we're going to end off now with the hot transfer news. <laughs> we didn't break it yesterday, but we showed a hot video of Hakeem Ziyech pinging that ball across the field when he played for Ajax last season. Beautiful pass, Beautiful pass, yeah. Um, that was flames. So transferred to Chelsea. He'll join them in the summer. Uh, price tag now is $40 million. Could have go up to $44 million. Either but, way, uh, it's a bargain e- for that guy. E- yeah, that's really good. It, honestly, a $40 million transfer fee in whatever currency you're talking about, uh, that's a pretty good deal these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a player like Ziyech, I think everyone will take it. He's a right winger, but he also played his attacking mid as well for Ajax. So he's pretty expendable. And Terry, what, what problems does he help out for Chelsea at the moment? Really? Going forward, actually, going forward when he arrives in the summer. He's just... I think he's a good attacking player. Uh, I remember in their Champions League run last year when they went to the final, uh, his work rate was amazing, mm-hmm. able to put a beautiful cross into the box. Sweet left foot, I'll tell you that. And that pass was with his left foot, I believe. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was, yeah. And I think he's going to be a really good player for Chelsea. And I don't think so much for him. It affects other players in the squad, like players like Mason Mount, Hudson-Odoi, William Pulisic, or any other winger that Chelsea might go after to sign because they do not hesitate to sign four players, as we've seen. No, they don't. So, but 
I want to point out Pulisic because he is an American international. We're both Americans. And Pulisic, injuries, really wasn't Frank Lampard's guy when he got there. So I'm not sure about his future with Chelsea. I know you think really highly of him, but I'm not sure where this is going to go with him. Well, uh, he's been there for uh, about half a season, two-thirds of a season now, so we'll we'll see where it pans out with him. I think that just he's been unlucky because he hasn't had playing time due to his injuries. He suffered something in the winter and then um, had his setback um, after that. So he's with the U23s training right now. He will not be fit Pulisic for Monday's game against United. So I think uh, – for Christian, if he can get some minutes uh, going forward when he's healthy again, that'd be great. Uh, but when the scenario that could happen is he gets fit towards the end of the season and some of the players in the squad might, might not be ready, maybe he fills in at some positions just because mm-hmm. of personnel issues. Uh, but we, ne- we never know. Uh, t- to me, uh, I'm not – I don't really, I don't like to make predictions based on that because I know people have had a lot of talk already about Christian not – being where he's supposed to be, but I think I think it needs time. Uh, really, the question I want to think about Terry is: Will Jaden Sancho come now? Because Jaden Sancho, he you know he could still come in the summer, but it really we might be looking at overhaul here at Chelsea, where we got a lot of young players with the majority of the squad under thirty, mm. and players like Willian and Pedro leaving as they are older players. Yeah, um, I heard from Sky Germany that it's almost certain that. Sancho at the bare minimum is going to leave Dortmund so I I'll put my uh, I would bet on that him leaving Dortmund but to Chelsea I, I just don't see him going to Chelsea anymore mm-hmm. Ziyech Pulisic Hudson-Odoi Williams still there Mason Mount's on the rise Frank Lampard really loves Mason Mount just I don't see where Sancho it might, fits it's in too, it's too clogged yeah it's too clogged up I think yeah. that's what we thought about too and I was thinking if you could come it seems like it's just too many people so for me um, we'll check it out. But at the least, Ziyech can help Chelsea because they do need wide players. Great um, player. That's what uh, Jamie Carragher had said. And an article I saw on Cole.com described them as narrow. So it's interesting. But Ziyech, breakout season last year, 15 goals in the Eredivisie. He has six this year for Ajax. And he's 26 years old. So, again, an absolute steal for Chelsea. And that's it for today's episode. As always, follow us on Instagram at C-O-T-O podcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and catch us next week. Jogo bonito.